Hello, hello, and welcome back to Retrieving Sanity with your co-host Keegan and co-host Simba. Now, today is actually a little bit past the one-year mark for Retrieving Sanity being on the air. And Simba has been on and off, and it's going to be a lot more regularly that he is on. Is that correct, Simba? Mr. COVID. That is correct. I can't remember if I had... Was I already in treatment when you started? I believe so. No. No. Well, kind of. Actually, yes. Yes. Well, okay, yeah. That is how it played out. Because while I was trying to figure out how some of the equipment worked and how to do some of the software issues, I was like, hey, guys, I think I figured it out. Let's go around and introduce ourselves with our sober time. Oh and yeah, and that. I was like, oh yeah, that doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just like is me and Bryant, and then it got to you, and you like you just walked up and out of the room. You just went like, nope, and I was like, what? I got in my feelings over that. I was like, man, he don't care. I was like, what is he doing? And then yes, come to find I out, I didn't want to lie, and I because I did, you know, I did not want to lie and say my sobriety date was. A year ago, when I, I clearly knew my sobriety date was like that morning. <laughs> <laughs> then my tarot called you out. Yep, and I then that. I think it was two days or so after you went to treatment. And it was at a house meeting that no one could get a hold of you. And I was like, oh, no. And then later that night, Bryant was like, hey, oh, I need to stop dropping names. <laughs> it is at that point that the roommate at the time said, hey, so I took Simba to treatment. And I was like, oh, okay, that's good. At least he's in a safe place. I know where he's at. He's all right. He'll be back. <laughs> and here you are. I, I played it very well with um, the roommate. I, I told him, I was like, hey, I have some stuff I want to donate to the treatment center and so we loaded up the bags and we got there and he's like and we, he was I was he was helping me take them in and then I was like hey I'm not donating I'm checking in and he just was like what? <laughs> he's like what why what <laughs> oh man I could have only imagined his face in fact I know his face because he showed me his face <laughs> and um He's very expressive, as is all of us, as are all of us. Sorry, grammar. But anyways, um, yeah, so Retrieving Sanity has evolved a lot since uh, the inception. And the first episode actually aired or was published on January 15th of last year. So it is a full week uh, after it's a year old. So it's a year old in a, year, in a week. And it has changed locations several times. Um, all due to the fact that I can't sit still, apparently. Um, and other issues. But that's something that we can discuss on another episode. Because this is the one-year episode. This is the celebration of continuous podcasting. And um, I... Th think what was it i have about 80 different recordings and then that does not include all the 15 or so minute live streams or the live streams that we've done yeah so that simba i don't know if anyone ever told you this because i know no one told me this whenever it started this is not easy nope so you have your own podcast at the moment as well so what has been the hard part for you and your podcast? I think the, not necessarily like the, the reader's block, um, writer's block, but. I was about to say reader's block. Sometimes I, cause mine's over my personal journey on recovery. And so of course I talk about my relationships in recovery at work, outside of work and my personal mm. relationships and Sometimes, like, it gets hard, like, do what, what do I want to say on air? Is it, a, is it okay for me to say this way that I feel about a situation on the air knowing an ex person is going to listen to it or it has the potential to listen to it, you uh -huh. know? Because, um... Censorship. 
yeah, like censorship or like, and, but then I was like, but I don't want to like, like this was personal to me about my recovery journey. Like if some, like, obviously I'm not going to have every listener's not going to like what they hear or not going to agree with what I say. And that's, that's absolutely fine. But like, I don't want it to affect my personal or immediate relationships. Like I don't want to go to work and be like, someone felt some type of way over my choice of expression on a feeling although i might not express my behaviors you know because you know how we learn in recovery it's about behaviors correct and so though i might not express that i i feel some type of way with the person or situation but they might have heard it and they might choose to express some type of way you know or express their Mm. behavior or even say out loud to me and so i that's my hardest part because then it tends to put me in a rut to where until I get that that story out, you know, until I either get it off my mind or off my chest, I can't mm-hmm. – I don't feel like I, I can podcast. That's why sometimes I take an extended break is because I need to get over what I'm feeling without airing it out on air. So you got to process it before is what I'm hearing. Yes. Fair. Fair. Um, so I know for retrieving sanity, it all just kind of started as a um, uh, thought bubble, if you will, while I was in uh, the recovery center that you and I both attended. And um, after that, it was because of you, actually, that I was like, okay, like, we can make this happen. And then you went back, and that's whenever I was like, I guess it's on me now. So, like, at first, I, like, I actually held a little bit of a resentment towards you on that. I was like, man, this this son of a gun, he just up and left, and like, now I have to do this all alone. But I'm actually glad that you did, because it's taught me a lot. And I think, like yourself i've incidentally recorded part of my own recovery um and there's just more to it that i've got to record because i've been trying to go over issues themselves but i need to go over issues in the personal sense because if i talk about oh well whenever we have this situation or we do this or I need to stop using the we term. I need to start using the I and me. And that way it gives a situation, a face, a little bit more relatable. And I think that's kind of what you do with yours, right? Yeah, because I I solely like to use um, what I learned in recovery and how I um, put it in effect to real-life situations because like I for some reason I have like this bitter taste in my mouth like even when I go to meetings and people tell me you need to do this this is what you should do and I'm like Ugh. so I stray away from like saying this is what you should do to people uh-huh. I always give it out like what I do what I did what how I messed up what I learned from it mm. because people can always relate to situations I mean that's what brings me to meetings is I relate every time, every meeting I go to, what people share, I totally relate to it on the dot most of the time. And I'm like, damn, like, if I ever find myself in a situation like that, now I could potentially know what what would work, what would not, you know? Yeah. And I think that's really important in recovery. And actually, I think life uh, is to sit there and look at it from different perspectives and learn from other people. Uh, Because, I mean, for myself, I know whenever I get stuck in my ways, I get stuck in a rut. Very much so. And it's maybe not a physical rut, maybe not the lack of a routine, but it's the thought process. It's a negative feedback loop for myself that just kind of goes like, oh, yeah, well, this person did me wrong here, so rah, rah, rah. This person did me wrong here, so rah, rah, rah. And uh, I have to sit there, and someone, actually, I was in a meeting earlier while you were in your meeting, um, and they said that having resentments towards someone 
is actually not letting that person have their own humanity. Ooh. Yeah, they said that, and it got me upset. It put it put me in a tizzy, and I was like, "Oh, that put me in a tizzy." Like, there's there's some truth to that, and it made me sit there and think about it. And I was like, "God, man, am I really ready to do the one year episode right now?" And I think it's best that I did it right after the meeting. <laughs> You know, and I really like that because um, let, I'm just going to relate it to this time last year. I held uh-huh. such a resentment on he who shall not be named. Voldemort. And, um, until I was, like, getting over it, did I realize, like, he's allowed to be human, too. You know, he might not have been the person to say, hey, this isn't going to work out for us. Or, hey, you know, like, he might not have been there in his life. But he was allowed to ghost me. He was allowed, you know, like he's allowed to make the mistakes or what's going to work for him, you Mm. know, and I don't necessarily have to agree with it, but I, I obviously I showed where I was. I went down a familiar road, (laughs) you know, you said the F word. Yes, bro. I, I said the F word and I did what I shouldn't have done. But you know what? It, it was, <laughs> it's like they say, the relapse happened way before I said the F word. Well, I mean, now I have to edit out the F word. Did I say it? Yeah, you said it. Did I really? Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Now I'm going to have to go back, listen, hopefully find it, and then... It's okay. It, it'll, it'll be alright. We're only human, right? If I expect you to not curse, I'm taking away your humanity because, I mean, I say fuck all the time. Except now if I say um, kind of like, well, I need to not say that because it's going on the air. So for me, censorship is difficult actually to do. Um, especially, uh, I wouldn't say live streams, but my perfectionism kicks in really hard whenever I'm doing uh, podcasting like very 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 much so and so it's like a double-edged sword for my recovery um I'm sitting there and I'm doing it and I'm doing good and then I'll mess up and I'll just be like or like son of a and then I can find myself recording another 30 minutes trying to get what I just said but without the mess up, whenever I can sit there and I can keep going and I can go back and edit it, but there's part of me that, like, if I go back and edit it, I'm like, oh, no, like, I, I messed up. Or I hold myself to a standard that's unrealistic, but, like, if I end up redoing the whole 30 minutes or whatever, and then I go back to edit, then I'm like, oh, man, I should have said this. Oh, man, I should have said that. And it's... Like, whenever I have to think about things too much, like, me and my overthinking, if I think too much, then it's just not going to come out as good. But at the same time, if I sit there and I expect myself to be perfect, I don't let the natural state of things actually flow. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? I think I, think I made sense. Yeah, it's because, like, um, going back to that... Um saying you just told me even holding a resentment on yourself for your whole past or like any decision you Mm. don't allow yourself to be human and i remember that was one of the biggest thing my counselor was trying to get to me is she's like you're allowed to be human like you're allowed to make mistakes you know you know i've had that pushed on me so hard the last few days and i'm just like stop i know and that's another (laughs) that's another one of my signs is like i know I know. Then shut up and listen. I know. No, shut up and listen. I I know. I know I need to do that. Then why aren't you doing it? Like, and I remember whenever I did the, before I even did my full fourth step, uh, the guy that taught us, I had asked him. I was like, hey, on my fourth step, can I put myself... And you know what his response was? Huh. His response to that was, 
well, hasn't this whole thing been all about you this whole time? And I was like, oh. I was like, so I take that as a no. Like, I can, like, no, I can't have a resentment towards myself because I have a really large resentment towards myself. And I put it on this piece of paper just to show that I hate me. But, <laughs> but then he was like, well, hasn't everything been about you this whole time? And I was like, I, I was really confused. Like, uh, I was like, well, you want me to write resentments. I have a resentment against myself. But now you're calling it selfish to put a resentment about myself, about myself, for myself. Like, hmm. But do you know one of my favorite resentments I had was? What? New Year's. Specifically New Year's resolutions. That actually made it onto my fourth step. And I still hold to it. Uh, New Year's resolutions are absolutely, like, garbage. Because, I mean, think about it. Like, I know we talked about this before, but it was on that recording that was absolutely even more of a garbage fire. But having a whole year ahead of you, like, that's really daunting. That is really hard to swallow, right? Um, And so it's kind of like, well, why... Well, just a whole year? That's a lot. Why not just turn it down to, like, a day? Like our recovery. Just a day at a time. 24 hours at a time. Because for me, sometimes five minutes can seem like eternity. I don't need a whole other year stacked on top of that. Right? Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I, and I, I really never thought about that, like, New Year's resolutions versus New Day resolutions. But it just, like, it, recovery just kind of brings that into light for me, and, like, it just kind of makes more sense, really, to me. Yeah, and it's, to me, it's kind of like, well, it, it's a new me, and I don't, become a new me a year at a time i become a new me by every action every moment every instance at a time and those build up and they accumulate really 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 quick because a lot more of those happen than years so it's kind of like that whole integrity thing it's the things that you do whenever no one else is around right yeah, that was the card, the first card that pulled out You know the one that I really don't like from that deck? Which one? It's the Five of Earth. Um, the meaning on it is that someone, or yourself, or a situation is not what it seems. So either the situation seems bad... But it could actually be good, or maybe you're putting on a persona, like it says, in uh, uh, into action, leading the double life, being the actor, you know, or maybe it's the person that you're interacting with. They have a good persona, but deep down, they're actually out to plot and make you suffer. <laughs> but. But at the same time, you never really know, right? Because if it's the other person, you'll only ever know if they actually admit and tell you that that's what it is. Until then, you're kind of just stuck in limbo and you have to make a decision for yourself. And I think that's, I think I'm speaking to myself here. So whenever people won't tell you like what you want them to say, you kind of just have to give them the benefit of the doubt, I guess, right? Be be my wall. Let me throw ideas at you and just, like, tell me what sticks and what you would throw away. Right? So, say I think someone is deceiving me, right? What would you do? Would you, like... What would your inside recovery game be like? What would your thought process be? Would it be, like... I got to get this person to tell me that they're deceiving me. Or would you just be like, it's none of my business. 
even if it is all directed towards you, do you sit there and say, nope, not me, has nothing to do with me, and then move on? Or do you go, all right, action plan, which one do you do? Action plan. Action plan, see? See, that's what I thought. Because I would, I would have to the know. I would have to know, like, why do you think that, or like, why is this person? Why would are they? You know. Okay, so your your action plan is figuring out why they would be doing something, not if they are or not, but why. Yeah, because I mean. Ooh, some, I like see, that. Just see, like, say you lie about something it's usually for you to get something or somewhere and for someone to be deceitful it's like what what do you want from me that i wouldn't already willing give you know interesting i see i see i see i guess it's so that to me to it's to bargain not to lose the relationship so that like there's like if there's something that you want let me just give it to you so that like this is still at play you know it's it's mostly almost selfish now that i think about it see see isn't that isn't that weird how that just kind of works that just got real selfish yeah i know right <laughs> like but who's selfish are you the selfish one for wanting to know, or are they the selfish one for deceiving you in the first place, right? You're making me manipulate my own self, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, hey, you're talking to the biggest overthinker ever, right? Like, I actually just went over that in my meeting. It says in there that uh, anger and brainstorming are not for us alcoholics. They may be uh, dubious luxuries <laughs> for... Yeah. yeah, they may be dubious luxuries for modern or the average man, but not for us. For us, they are fatal. And I was like, yeah, that is totally me. I was like, I've had a shirt made for, hold on, let me overthink this. And then I've been gifted one that says, I'm overthinking. And it's like, yeah. And it's just, but so here's kind of what I figured out. All right. So it said brainstorming, right? Brainstorming. So storm water but on top of that energy so if i'm brainstorming then it just turns into the water cycle so it is a puddle of water and then action happens to it and it evaporates and then action happens to it again and it becomes a cloud and then from the cloud more action happens but then after enough it starts to rain so then it turns back into the puddle. So that's what my overthinking process is. It is the water cycle. And so what I actually have to do is I have to figure out a way to divert the energy and transmute it into something else. So I need to build, say, a dam or a water wheel or uh, dig out a moat. Or <laughs> do, it, am I crazy? Or is that making sense? Or a water. Sorry, yeah, a water, okay, that, a water wheel, like a water, a water wheel. What you're overthinking, you know, a water wheel, because you're just taking little bits at a time, and you're, like, moving it, oh, ah! See? I like, I like the See? way you thought that one out. And so, yeah, so, but with that water wheel and stuff, it actually can be diverted into other kinetic energy. So then that energy can be used to turn the millstone and so then the millstone can actually grind up your grains, and then from there you can use that to make your uh, bread and so on and so forth. And But if it just is continuously in that water cycle, yeah, it's going to eventually do stuff. But if, say, it's the ocean, like, okay, like, ooh, water, ooh, yeah, like there's not millions of gallons of it all around already. Like, what's a little rain, right? But to me, it's like, I'm the little guy that's just sitting there with Wilson, and he's like my flotation device. So I gotta find a way to, like, make Wilson, like, do something for me. <laughs> Not Wilson. <laughs> but isn't, like, isn't that the only way that I can actually get out of a situation like that? 
is to figure out a way to divert that energy into something else, something that's productive, because otherwise that cycle, that brainstorm is just going to eventually envelop me and that's going to become me. It'll it'll literally just turn me into something that I'm not, right? Or am I already that storm and I just need to figure everything out, right? You follow? You follow? I think you follow. <laughs> so Simba, for retrieving sanity since we're going to be in person, after you get done with COVID, thank you for telling me that you had COVID today because otherwise I would have showed up to your door and you would have been like, oh, yeah, I got COVID and I'd be like, oh, I guess I'm getting COVID. <laughs> God damn it, Simba. <laughs> now I got to find that one too. <laughs> Anyways, so with Retrieving Sanity, what are some things that we want to do as host and co-host? Because you have your podcast, I have mine, but we can coordinate on projects with Retrieving Sanity. Like, I was thinking one of them, we could try to do, like, recovery rehab interviews, right? Or maybe not interviews, like the group discussion thing. Get, like, four or five different guys in there. And just, like, have a little AA meeting of sorts or something, if they'd allow that. I don't know if they would, so long as we don't use names. You need to work on your censorship, and then, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think that would be a great idea, is to, like, continue to go to other EE, I mean, any treatment center, or just, like, people, recovering addicts, and just, inter not interview them, but, like, see what their process was. Because a lot of us are going to have similar stories being to different treatment centers and a lot of us are going to take things different. You know, some people are on count number two. Some people are on their first time, you know. Mm -hmm. and so it, it, I, I think the more to make the listeners aware of like how easy the process is, how much you do learn from it, you know, the better because you can always have listeners who are wondering is this really for me? Is this treatment center good? You know, what's the experience is going to be like? And to hear it firsthand from like different people from different types of treatment centers, it would be like, I would be, it would have benefited me to know that it was going to be this honestly cool and easy to go to treatment. Like I would have probably thought about going a long time ago had I heard stories about it, you know? Fair. So, see, problem there, they may not want us to use their names, like the treatment center itself. Right, and, and that's a discussion that can be held, which goes, which is a discussion True. we'll probably have to True. have with any guest, is like, hey, these are the terms, this is what we want to stray away from, and we don't want to, this isn't a venue to, like, talk down about things that you didn't like, but just express, like, what what like you learned from the treatment center like what did you take from it because there's things that i learned from the treatment center that we went to outside of treatment like uh -huh. the, how you know we're all almost like the living situations how we're forced mm -hmm. to live with like different people what did i learn by that you know how did i incorporate recovery outside of the classroom you know mm -hmm. so things like that so are you saying that we're going to have to, like, draft up some legal, like, notice, like, hey, by the way, this is a release form, but, like, for us to use this information, I'm pretty sure we're going to have to do that. And yeah. by we're, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to do that. I didn't think about it that far, but I think you're absolutely <laughs> right. That way we, we tell people, like, hey, like, you sign that you were free to say what you said, and mm -hmm. you that you weren't going to say X, you know, just certain things, you know, because yeah. it's not bashing things. I, I do understand that there were a couple of episodes where we, I might have like expressed my frustrations in the heat of the moment of the things that were going on. <sighs> but um, I, I like I, now I need to know, I need to learn that that could also deter someone from going to any 
treatment center, you know, and that's honestly would be working opposite of the goal that we're trying to do. Well, I'm also not trying to drive people to centers. Like, yes, like if they find out that they need it, absolutely, like 100%. I want to raise awareness about addiction and recovery and just mental health in general. I want to make it more relatable to the average person. So one thing I was thinking about is just getting someone that is. Good evening, April Diamond two six eight six three eight slash Angel Bear thirty seven. Good to have you on the show. But one thing I was thinking about is like doing street interviews, and by street interviews, I mean just like grabbing this person, just like asking them like a random like five shot questions, like. Do you have a mental illness? Do you suffer from addiction? Are you in recovery? Um, what's your story in like three minutes or something like that? Does any of that make sense? Because I think that that would be a cool way to see that like it's not just people in uh, like sober living houses. It's not just people in treatment centers. Like you'll find people in recovery or suffering from or dealing with or triumphing over mental illnesses all over the place and you'll never know it and like that's one thing i want to do with this is get rid of the stigma that comes along with mental illness and addiction recovery is the great stepping stone but i think it's only the beginning i like that because recovery not recovery addiction is only a branch of mental illness you know mm-hmm. yep. and I, I, now I'm like, my mind just went a million like different ways because <laughs> the, the name of the show is called Retrieving Sanity. You know, yeah. beating addiction, it's not living in recovery, it's retrieving mm-hmm. sanity, you know? Yeah. And, and so that, yes, I like, I love that idea. Yeah, and I mean, that's what this whole thing has been about. It's not just for addiction and just for recovery like uh whenever people ask me what it's about i'd say it's a podcast about mental health with a focus on addiction and recovery but those are because those are some of the biggest things that have a stigma associated with them at the moment whenever it comes to mental health and well, so if if we need people that have mental health- <laughs> <laughs> I got a long list. <laughs> you don't have to go far. I got plenty myself. <laughs> oh my friends, if y'all are listening, y'all know y'all crazy. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's my friend, they are definitely in that know-how. Uh, so I don't know how people stand me because I can hardly stand me and I got to be with me all the time. But whenever I can't stand me, I absolutely love it. But whenever the red hair kicks in, then it's like, yeah, I'm just going to be in that corner and just, like, leave me alone. Oh, grouchy, grouchy, grouch. But, and, like, that's, I don't know. I, I, I see retrieving sanity going really far, but at the same time, I can't do it alone, right? Like, I can push, and I can push, and I can push, but I need people like you. And then I need other people, like the person that just left the show. But, I mean, seriously, like, I need other people. I can carry it. Like, yeah, I can be my little brain baby, but it didn't happen overnight. And it's not going to happen by me and me alone. Like, I don't want to be a self-made millionaire. I don't want to be one of those people that sit there and boast about oh look what i did i want to say look what we did because we made the impact we started changing people's lives that's what i want i want to build a team about this that's why like in like yeah it's going to take a while to get there but that's the thing is that i need people to help me be tenacious i can't do it all by myself yeah so that's like, one thing I was thinking about is, so I've asked on my Facebook, I was like, hey, I need people to just, like, help me do outlines. Like, here's the episode topic, here's some bullet points, let me see what you can do. And I've had people already say, like, yeah, they'll help with that, so that's phenomenal. That's a great step. Now I'm thinking we can make it a little bit further, right? 
we can say, hey, why don't you go find someone or find a place that we can go and do uh, like interviews or something, if that makes sense. So I have a person in mind that one, I off the record want you to meet. Okay. We actually need to have a conversation um, later on because Mm -hmm. I have some ideas for the upcoming months. But anyway, that that's on a personal level. But Ah. it's someone that I would like for you to meet. I think you guys would relate to one another. And um, he is very good with ideas. Like he actually was listening on our last show. And he was like, I wish I could have chimed in and like said something like the whole time. And um, I there's a call in feature. I I don't know if he knows how to work this. I did uh, I, I really didn't even like invite him to like be like, hey, <laughs> jump in. But I I want to get y'all two to meet, and that's why whenever you said that when you were like on mental illnesses, I'm like, man, that kind of opens up the venue to almost everybody because almost yeah. anybody can identify with some form of mental illness or whether diagnosed or undiagnosed you know some people just think they're crazy and they're just having a hard time or you know yeah and mental illness is something to be aware about and it's a real thing in life you know like it's not the 50s where we just say it's not a real thing it's all in your head you know asylum yeah just throw them in asylum you know that's that's this whole thing it's been a ploy we're just going to open up the world's largest asylum Anyone and everyone that takes part in this is going to be in, locked up in an asylum. It's called America. You <laughs> <laughs> might need to block that one out. <laughs> lobotomies. Lobotomies for you. Lobotomies for me. Lobotomies for me again because. <laughs> <laughs> but in my outline, I actually had said something um, uh, that there's a lot to learn and implement to really get this thing off the ground to help others make addiction and recovery relatable. And in parentheses, side thought, as well as all other mental health illnesses slash hardships. And I think that is the one that I want to make relatable because people can sit there and they can be your average person, but then they can just like break right? Because they've been fighting battles that they didn't realize were an actual battle. Next thing you know, they go through like two years of just absolute, like just not themselves, right? Because they're sitting there and they're like fighting this anger that they can't hold in a bottle anymore, right? And then you have people like the housewife that just stabs someone. Like, eh, she may have been justified, but in a moment, something snapped, and maybe it comes back together later, right? That's a hardship, and people suffer from that stuff more so than an actual mental illness. But that's why I want to make mental illnesses relatable, because... Yeah, you don't have to be crazy to be having a hard time. You don't have to be labeled or diagnosed with something just for someone to go, "Oh, you're just you're you're loon," or "Oh, he's just having a hard day because he's bipolar." Like, yeah, no, some people literally just have days, literally, like a bad hair day. Uh, what was the example that I heard for guys? It's not a bad hair day. It's a kind of like whenever you're like, you know, sitting there and you're walking around and you just can't get your junk to like situate right, I guess. Or is that just me? That's just me. Okay. <laughs> but <laughs> sorry. I don't know where that one came from. Uh just trying to make it more relatable. But um yeah. Like, I still can't believe that it's been one year. Like, you've got one year sober. The podcast has been on the air for a little over a year. And it it's, to me, it's just like, what? This whole time, it's only been one year? Like, whoa. 
I don't know if it went by fast or if it went by slow or like, cause there have definitely been moments where it's like, Oh, shit, like, Oh, now I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> there's been a few months where it's like, Oh, and it's already this month. And then there's been other times where it's like, it is still this month. So, and that's why I want to have an episode about time travel and time dilation. And that was the one that we tried to record. And Podbean was like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Day um, is right on the tip of my tongue. Um, peanut butter. That's gone. Saltine cracker. That's gone. It was when you. Raspberry jam. Something about what's it calling for men and. Bad hair day. It, it, it's good. It's Bad good. hair day for men. Rogaine. You're, now you're promoting. <laughs> oh, no. I didn't think about that. I'm sorry. Rogaine, if you're listening, can I get some more minoxyl? Minidoxyl? Whatever it is. Can I get some? I'll sponsor you if you sponsor me. How does how does sponsorship work? Does it go, by the way, at the end of the episode, click this link to get 5% off your next order of Rogaine. And for women, click this link for Rogaine women. And then do I get, like, proceeds from that, or do I get a discount off of it if I click my own link? Because, I mean, I can use some. I think it varies because, like, some people get free. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, wait. I forget. I do have. um... Oh, why can't I see it very well? (laughs) That was not the right one. Anyways, I'm not going to mess with that soundboard. But yeah, anyways, some people get free stuff. You mean stuff? Yes. If you were to get free stuff sponsoring things off of a podcast, what would you choose if you had a choice? I think it, it, I would want to promote things that are um, beneficial to people. Um, Rogaine. With depression or <laughs> mental illnesses. <laughs> Rogaine. <laughs> that that almost comes off a little like bittersweet because you know there are those people. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Shush. I'm just saying, like, that Shh. might. Shh. <laughs> it's okay. You don't need to breathe anymore. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. This pillow makes a great COVID mask. You would not believe. Because you can't spread it if you can't breathe. I think. Right? I probably shouldn't say that. I already said it. It's out in the universe now. But, I mean... Okay, so here's another thing. If we're talking about time dilation and stuff, right? COVID. 19. That was five years ago. Am I doing my math right? Yeah. 2024, <sighs> yeah, 19. Five years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, and honestly, it was in China uh, doing its thing for almost a whole year before it got to the U.S. Like, I was following that stuff on Reddit, and I even called it. I was like, give it like two months, and we're going to have it over here in the U.S. And sure enough, and whenever I got really, really, really sick, whenever it first started coming over to the U.S., I couldn't get a test. You know why? Why? Where I was living, they only had 12 tests available at the time. 12. This is before uh, recovery. This is before I moved to where I live now. This is... I was super duper duper sick. Like probably the sickest I've ever been in my life and I couldn't get a COVID test because I didn't have all the symptoms and I was young. I was missing like one symptom and that was over a hundred degree fever. And I was terrible. So I'm pretty sure I had COVID at least once. But it's unconfirmed because there were only 12 tests in town full of 200,000 people. 
that you? Yes, that was my timer. It was set for 39 minutes and 15 seconds. So I don't know. Like We've been recording for an hour and eight. But that's the thing is that we were BSing for about 25 minutes. <laughs> but see, and that's the great thing. Whenever we are actually like in person, we can set a timer. Well, I mean, I guess I did set a timer. You know what? Never mind. Discard that thought. Discard that thought, me. What was that, boss? I said discard a thought. All right. He's working on it. Should be going to the paper shredder any moment. You know, I would argue, but then that would mean I'd have a resentment against you. I'm, I would be a, taking away your ability to be human. <laughs> that can get very petty. It's like the beginning of the book, or how, what does the book say? Um, he is not at fault. He seems to So... <laughs> Your chances are less than average. <laughs> so if they were already less than average, what's that like? Inf negative infinity? Infinity is still infinity, so I'm, I'm doing pretty good still, right? Like half of a half is like a half of that half. So, I mean, I'm still somewhere in the positive. I, I think I can make it. I got I got pretty good chances. You're right? still not at the lowest low, so. Ow. Well, no, I didn't think about that the way you did. <laughs> wow. You, you know, every time you text me, wow, that's all I hear is, wow. And I'm just like, I can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not. Because text does not carry tone very well. That's why there's that tittle. That little, like, wavy symbol, if you put that after a word or sentence, that denotes sarcasm in text. You should look at it. You should use it. And you should utilize it. And you should make that part of your vernacular. You should say whatever you're going to say and then go, tittle. Because I didn't think about it until until you said that because I mm -hmm. was like highly impressed with the notes and then you were like all I hear is your sarcasm and I was like oh I guess I'm <laughs> sorry that's probably my inner voice going like overthinking 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 because like I'll I'll read something and it just goes oh hey here's a question for retrieving sanity i guess how did your audience grow over the year did you try any specific growth strategies that worked well honestly you you want to know what the best thing that i did for the channel was what facebook ads so i have noticed that whenever i share um that i'm doing or have done a a um an episode i do get more mm -hmm. um What's it called? Not views, but more listens. Uh huh. I mostly like just promote it like when I meet people. Um, I'm like, oh hey, like I do a podcast and like this is what it's about, and then you know that just fuels the interest. And then, but it, honestly, it's never even to promote it. It's just because like I want to carry a conversation with said person. Man, like. I want to carry it, right? And I want to have the conversation, but no one likes talking to me anymore. It's okay. Shut up. See, right there. You, you just told me to shut up. And there's the episode just like right there. Like, okay, I am just looking for a nice place to stop with a happy note, but I guess it's just going to have to go right there. Just So, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. Back to, uh -huh. to a topic, I, I finally remember what I, what I, I kind of remember what I was going to say. Rogaine. Um, before the Rogaine. Bad um, hair day. I was going to say that introducing other people with relatable situations such as hardships or um, mental illnesses kind of 
helps emphasize humanity being blended in, that we're not separated Mm. by the stuff that we go through, you know, that we're still, in a sense, just human, like, hey, I lost a loved one and I took it very negative, or hey, I've had anxiety growing up because of my childhood trauma, or, you know, that Uh we're all related together and I I see that a lot especially um having been through recovery and being like the only person at work that's gone through recovery it's like they're very interested in the lifestyle they understand why I do things the way I do they understand like my friends my closer friends understood why I made the switch to PM because it started off with mentioning about PM to my sponsor and my sponsor was like oh sorry <laughs> it turned into my sponsor telling me, Well, if you're so great, then why don't you help PM? And Ooh. it turned out into helping them. Now I'm the lead on PM, you know, just that's just kind of the way re- my recovery took me, you know? And that's and okay. I, I would have never been in that position to even want to help had I not griped about it to my sponsor and been like, They suck, they do this, they don't know nothing. And. She was like, then why don't you help him? Why don't you be kind, caring, and understanding? Ooh. Is, is your sponsor still the sponsor that you had? No. Oh, man. I was about to say you should give her a high five. Or I'll give her a high five. I'm no. still going to give her a high five because if she wasn't your sponsor, you wouldn't be here right now. Correct. So. She she was an amazing sponsor for – and I, I do think that we were – we did good work together while we were working together, but mm-hmm. um, I think seasons. Never, I, you know how like when I go through stuff, I kind of stay silent. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I think I, <laughs> you also give really mean looks. <laughs> like I was like, well, what did I do? Like, did he just eat more of my ice cream? I swear, I this mother. I think that was like the the way to get us to talk back because just eat ice cream and say and hope you say something and then it's like all right we're good. <laughs> or all my gummy worms. Bro, they're never good if I buy them. I'm telling. I was you. <laughs> I was about to say and you'd always say it's just better whenever you buy them. And I don't like I know your logic and I understand it, but I just don't I don't man I. but seriously like that one time where we didn't speak for like a week straight like i wanted to like say hey what's up like four days in and then you didn't talk to me and so i was like well i guess he just still doesn't want to talk to me he's still mad so i'm just going to sit here and just keep doing my thing and then that just made the situation go for a while so (laughs) So me me combined <laughs> with um her getting a new job where she worked um night shifts uh-huh. to just turned into we weren't available to speak to one another and then once I moved into Oxford I I was like if we don't build some sort of relationship or some sort of like schedule I'm just gonna go on and get a new sponsor and uh, I that's what I did and we never like ended up on terms like we never once. Like, she never once, kept, like, reached out to me, and I just kind of let it die. Yeah. I mean, but... but... I, I think it, it was a healthy choice for me, because, like, I started to continue to go to CMA, and I, I that's where I looked for a sponsor. And just because I found it a little bit more relatable, and it, it took me a while, because, you know, I don't really like... No, I'm not, I can't say that. It took me a while, because most of the people there are LGBT. And uh-huh. I, I didn't want it to seem like a weird thing. And until uh, I assured myself that it wasn't weird, um, uh-huh. I that's when I, I started to be like, all right, I can get a sponsor from here because it, CMA was just my type of, like my core group that I needed to go to, you know? Yeah, that's fair. And I totally understand and relate to that. And, oh, man. Yeah, meetings. But yes, inviting other people, um, giving them the grounds that they feel welcome and qualified, you know. Ooh, I like that. To join the show is uh-huh. so awesome because I'm telling you, like, all my friends at work, like, 
some some of them understand like where I come from with recovery or like why I can't do certain things or why like when I get angry like I, I in the heat of the moment like you just need to leave me alone let me go make a phone call let me you know like find a way to like let the frustration out so that I don't grow resentment because we all saw where resentment took me and whenever I was left to my own devices what happened you know and that, that's it that's gonna it's happened all my life so it's gonna continue happening that way yeah resentments the number one killer uh they are poison to the alcoholic and or addict addict sorry but you gave me another idea hear me out hear me out hear me out so we take someone right right and then we take another person one person is seemingly normal and then we have another person that says that they are an alcoholic addict or suffer from a mental illness of sorts and then we have them conversate right and so that way it takes the host and co-host out of the equation and it shows two normal people talking and trying to figure out like how the other person ticks and why they tick that way like or is that. that or is that too much of like celebrity deathmatch like all right and go and then uh, just like see who comes out alive only if like, <laughs> things escalate super quick and we get someone with a Simba really Simba life. Simba oh. <laughs> oh yeah that that is actually what i was afraid of like i see more negative coming out of it but i mean it's a good idea if so they'd have to be people that we know on both ends. So it couldn't just be like two people off the street. Like we would do the uh, r like really fast interview. It'd be someone like, hey, I know someone or someone knows someone kind of situation. But I'd like it to where we're not always the ones with the microphone, if that makes sense. Yes. Because... You can only see this big nose so many times until you just want to go, ah, yeah, I'm just going to knock it one good time. Just one good. And it'll flat. It'll go flat. I'm just joking. But anyways, I do have laundry that I need to get out. Um, so, and we are well over the time. So now I'm going to have to go through and edit this a real good amount. So... Anyways, do you have any closing remarks, Simba? Um, I do actually, and I was just gonna uh -oh. share the same. Oh that no! I, I told myself <laughs> I did my year um episode for my year mark of sobriety. Uh huh. And the advice that I gave myself for the next year is look back. Ooh, how far? Well, look back. I I guess it depends on the situations because, like, say when. Lord Voldemort, he who shall not be named, wanted to come back mm -hmm. into my life. I had to look back and see where what it caused, what it took me, what everything was, and then I had to judge it from there, you know? So, and he was the thing of, like, a long gone past, so. But even on things of, like, like, let's say next year I get on hard times and I feel like I have, like, do I want to go to treatment, do I not? I have to look uh -huh. back, did it do for me it did justice you know yeah and so i i that's the advice that's the, i think the closing advice would be like even in, maybe that's a good thing to like kind of put on my, my personal show it's just like look back at today Ooh, i like that because again it's the ending of the day and my show is called before bed so it's obviously like in a talks before bed so like reflect like almost like your daily reflections i was about to say so your podcast could be Ten step, ten ten steps. Like ten steps back, take a look at the day, and then you go back to bed. And just prepare, like get it out. You know. Mm hmm. Apologize where you need to apologize. Things that you could do better. Things that you could have done different. And then let it go. Man, you still have not apologized for my ice cream. Bro, yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Simba, it has been a great time talking to you, and we shall reconvene next week, next Monday. 
and see if you have COVID. See if I have COVID. If neither of us have COVID, we'll figure something out. Ten four. All right. You have a good night, Simba. And to everyone else that has been in the show is listening, y'all have a good night as well. And until we see you next time, Shlan. You can be a little bit more like, I. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, bye, y'all. I was about to say mother at first, but. Don't just. just, just, (laughs) Shlan.